You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Forgive me for the delay. Forgive me for um, for going so long. It has been an awesome and, uh, I guess, busy summer. I guess busy because I just blinked. Uh, I literally went on uh, my podcast today uh, or on my podcast um, app today to listen to a podcast. And I looked at mine and I realized that I haven't released one since mid-May. So forgive me, won't happen again. So fired up um, about really what the Lord has been doing uh, here at City Light. And um, if if you've been kind of following our journey, then you know that we've broken ground on our new building. And I am so excited about it. Uh, I'd love for you to check out citylightvegas.com forward slash building citylightvegas.com forward slash building and um, just check out what we are uh, up to. And then uh, a new podcast just dropped with me and Ryan Pineda uh, on Ryan's podcast. So uh, if you want to check out the Wealthy Way podcast, uh, Ryan Pineda, uh, that was a great conversation that we just had. I would love for you to check that out. I want to talk a little bit about priorities today. Um, our life is going to look like our priorities. Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus is talking to people about worry, and he connects worry to order. He connects worry to patterns. He connects worry to to priorities. And he says, you're out of order. Your pattern is off. Your priorities are off. Because if you seek first the kingdom, all these other things will be added to you. And so my life looks like my priorities. Worry is defeated by priorities. And Jesus says the kingdom of God must be First, this is interesting because it means that many things could demand first place in our life. Um, your life is following whatever is first. And when we talk about first, we're not just we're not talking numbers, we're not talking one through ten. We're talking priority, we're talking foundation. Uh, when I think of God being first, I think of God on the throne. And where is the throne in heaven? Can anybody remember? It's in the center. So for God to be first in my life means that God is at the center place of my life. He's right smack dab in the middle of my life. He's He's foundation. He's He's everything. He's the He's the parts of my life that can be seen and can't be seen because he's he's foundational. 
So I want to just talk about a few areas that you you really need to reevaluate priorities. And the first is God. You've got to seek God and you've got to make God first place in your life. And I want to talk about this idea of connecting to God every day. Um, and I want to, I want to hit it from kind of a different idea. Isaiah 55 verse six and seven, Isaiah 55 or six and seven. Now this is for everybody. This is for pastors. This is for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, business owners. This is for everybody. I want, I want you to, I want you to catch a phrase. Isaiah 55, six, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Goes on to say to forsake other things. And it goes on to say, turn from other things and turn towards God. But I want you to catch, seek the Lord while he may be found. Now we, we just read Matthew six thirty three that said, seek first the kingdom. Now we're looking at seek the Lord. And I want you, I want you to catch an idea. I want you to catch a reality while he may be found. Here's my question. And here's what I want you to get in your spirit. When can I find God? Write that down if you can. When can I find God? When is it easiest for me to find God? Listen to me, guys. When is it easiest for you to find God? When is that moment? You got to find it. David had a moment. Psalm 63, early will I seek you. Jesus had a time early in the morning before the sun would come up. The disciples would wake up and Jesus would already be up praying. That was his time. When, when do you, what is it easiest, most organic and most natural to have time with God? Is it the morning? Is it before the sun comes up? Is it during your lunch break? Is it in the evening? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know your, your makeup. I don't know your personality, but you have to seek the Lord when he can be found for you. Like, like when, when can you, when is it for you? For me, it's the mornings, but for you may not be the mornings, but you got to figure that out. And then that becomes a chief priority in your life. When you seek the Lord, when he can be found by you, when you can connect with God, is it on a walk? Is it sitting down? Is it through nature? Is it through the word? Is it through prayer? Is it through worship? When do you seek God? How do you seek God? Where do you seek God? You got to you got to find these things out. And then that becomes a priority for you. I I love to prayer walk. I love it. Now in Vegas, it's hard to do a prayer walk in the winter and it's hard to do a prayer walk in the summer because it's so cold and so hot. But in the fall and in the spring, I'm out every day walking and talking with Jesus. You got to have a, you got to have a time. You got to have a moment. So, so you've got to create a priority about connecting with God. 
where you get quiet, where you listen, and where you talk. So I read the word, I pray, and I listen. I read the word, I pray, I listen. I worship, I listen, I pray, I meditate. I dedicate time to God. Seek the Lord while he may be found for you. Now let's go on to another priority, and that's relationships. We're talking about first, right? We're talking about foundation. Here's, here's my question. Who gets you first? Who gets you first? Excuse me if you can hear the, uh, there's a motorcycle outside. Forgive me. Who gets you first? Um, in your marriage, in your children, in your friendships, you, you have to, you have to have some priorities around who gets you first. Think about some of the people right now in your life that are, that are getting a lot of your time and energy that are not good for you. How can you remove them? How can you, how can you get them a little bit out of your life? Uh, maybe not fully because maybe you can't fully because maybe you work with them or maybe, but, but are there ways that you can give them less access? How can you give your spouse more time? I was, well, I wrote my friend, Sam Coleman, the other day, he, he had posted that him and his wife had been on four date nights in one week. Y'all four out of seven nights they were on a date night and i wrote him i said dog you're making me look bad you're making all this look bad and he goes man just trying to prioritize got the got the babysitter on a lot got somebody we love and trust so we're taking we're taking advantage i said jesus yes you are i gotta do i gotta do better and your marriage your husband your your wife they have to be first you got to give time to your children. Focused moments, eye contact, touch, conversation, friendships. Make sure you're investing in the right friendships. Make sure you're investing in good people. Your life is going to look like your friendships. Your life is going to look like your friendships. And, and, and you cannot have a majority of your life be filled with unhealthy relationships and expect to grow because you will not grow in that, in that atmosphere and in that setting for you to grow. The majority of your relationships have to be healthy and have to be with healthy people. I just said a mouthful and I really believe it. So I'm going to say it one more time. In order for you to grow, you, you will not outgrow unhealthy relationships. In order for you to grow, the majority of your friendships and relationships have to be healthy and with healthy people. Healthy people. I'll see this with my team. I'll look at my staff and sometimes I'll see a post on Instagram. I'll see who they're hanging out with. And I go, Hey, I, I, I get it. If you're, if you're like, you're trying to minister to them and love on them and encourage them. And, but like, I also want to see you hang in with people that also love God and are going in the same direction as you. Got to be careful. Great relationships will require priorities. It will require focus. It will require commitment. It will require discipline. 
unhealthy relationships will will happen by default. Great relationships only happen by design. Who are you hanging with? Who are you talking to? There's probably some people in your life that you go, man, I wish I had more time with them, but I don't want to bother them. Do it. Make the call. Reach out. Do whatever it takes. Talking about priorities. There's another one, work. Work. You're, you're going to have to prioritize work. Uh, 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 one of my favorite scriptures right now is Genesis 2.15. I'm grabbing my Bible. I want to. I want to show it to you in the, in the Word, Genesis two fifteen. Here's what the Scripture says. It says the Lord had placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. So I want you to see this. There was there was work that needed to happen. There was work that needed to happen, and God, God put the man in the garden to work it. Now, I want you to see what was happening before the man was in the garden. Okay? Catch this now. Catch catch what's happening. The Lord put the man in the garden, but before the man and before the garden, here's what the earth looked like. Genesis 2, uh, I'll, I'll read 4 as well. Genesis 2, 4, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. So watch, it's just a barren, like, rock, right? For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. So I want you to I want you to see this. Now, by the way, the rain didn't fall till Genesis six. So it actually wasn't dependent upon the rain. It was dependent upon there were there was no one there to work it. There were there were opportunities, but God couldn't watch it this way. God couldn't plant the seed, and God couldn't send the rain until there was a man to work it. I'm going to say that word man is so important. God could not plant the seed nor send the rain till there was a man there to work it. And a lot of us are praying, God send the rain, God sow the seed, and God's going, show up. Because there will not be any harvest without a man there to reap it there to work it. So how do you see work? You got to see it as a blessing. Work is a blessing. Stop resisting it. See, we, we've, we've been convinced that destiny and calling won't require work. That's such a, that's such a lie. Let me give you a, a huge lie. Here's a huge lie. Find out what you're called to do. And you'll never work another day in your life. That is a lie. I love what I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm absolutely in my destiny and in the will of God for my life. And it requires work. So stop cursing it. 
stop speaking down to it. Stop, stop resisting it. That, let me go back to Genesis 2.5 real quick. If there is a void, if there is a lack, if there is a lack of harvest in an area of your life, it is a lack of leadership, not soil. The soil was there, but the man was not. And wherever there is a lack of harvest in your life, it's because you're not showing up. You got to prioritize work. Lastly, you have to prioritize you. First Thessalonians 5.23. First Thessalonians 5.23. It says that you are spirit, you are soul, and you are body. The, the prayer is that may, may God sanctify you, spirit, soul, and body. So you are spirit, soul, and body. Uh, let me say it like this. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And you have to get those three things in agreement. So you have to have spiritual health, you have to have soul health, and you have to have physical health. Now, it's very easy, this, the spiritual and soul side for me. It's just, it's just easier for me. The, the, the physical side is hard. I don't like exercising. I love food. I love chocolate. I love sugar. I love, I love fried things. I'm a musician. I want to go home and jump on my piano and grab a guitar. I don't want to hit the gym, but I got to get my spirit, my soul, and my body in alignment. What good is your spirit and soul if you don't have a body to operate in the earth? What good is your body if it's separated from God? So you got to have them all in agreement, all in alignment, all in the same direction. So I need spiritual health, soul health, and physical health. And, and the reality is all of those are actually more connected than any of us want to admit, including me. But what I find is when I am spiritually healthy, when my soul is healthy, when my body is healthy, when I'm going in the right direction in all three of those areas, they all feed on each other and they all encourage each other. And when any one of those areas is out of whack, they all affect each other. So when my spirit is submitted to God, when my soul is clean and healthy, mind, will, and emotions, and when my body is submitted to self-control, that's when I'm best. So I have to prioritize that. I have to prioritize me. I have to love me enough to be healthy. What did Jesus say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. And love your neighbor how? As you love yourself. So there is a form of self-love that is not self-worship. You gotta you gotta love you enough to take care of you on every level. Um you got to be careful what you watch, not just the spiritual side of things, but even just on your soul. I, the other day I was, I was on an airplane, I was flying and I turned on a movie that I love. I love this movie, but I was tired and I was missing my family 
and I was just a little bit low and a little bit down, and this movie's just a little bit low and a little bit down, and it just hit me. And I start, I was watching it and I was crying, but it wasn't like, oh, cool, I'm I'm in touch with my emotions. I could just I was just down watching it. So I just turned it off, put on a comedy. I won't tell you what comedy, but and I just laughed. You just gotta watch your soul. The other day I was I was feeling really, really, really stressed out. And I just realized, man, I need to go, I need to go out to the garage and work out. I just need to move some weight. I just gotta get my body moving. It's it's all of the above. Man, I can't sleep at night. It it must be spiritual warfare. Maybe, or maybe it's because you ate a fatty dinner at 10 p.m. Maybe stop eating after six o'clock. Even if you're not a healthy person, just make sure your dinner's healthy so you can actually sleep at night. See, it's all got to be an agreement. You know, it's amazing how you always see, um, <laughs> I got to be careful. You'll always, it's, it's very common to see unhealthy preachers say, the Lord woke me up at three in the morning. I couldn't go back to bed. Well, maybe it was the Lord. Maybe it was the pizza you ate at 10. And the heartburn woke you up at three. And because you're super spiritual, you decided to pray. Maybe if you would have eaten some meat and veg at six, you would have, you would have not woken up. Just a, just a thought. I just think we got it. We got to do a better job. I have to do a better job. I'm working on it. Um, I've uh, just a little bit of a funny story. I've lost 35 pounds. And I just met with my doctor and um, he was giving me all the good numbers. Hey, cholesterol's down, uh, blood pressure's down, blah, blah, blah. He's giving me all the good stuff. I'm like, this is sick. He goes, but I want to do some tests on your neck. He goes, I just want to check all the veins in your neck. I said, excuse me, you were just telling me how how I'm doing great. Lost weight, doing everything's down, everything's going in the right direction. He goes, yeah, but I just want to check out your neck. And I said, why? He goes, because you have a fat neck. <laughs> he goes, you have a fat neck. I said, oh, wow. Thank you, doc. Thank you. He goes, so it just means you store fat in your in your neck more than other people. And he goes, that, that could cause some issues with some of your arteries and veins and all that kind of stuff. And so he said, I just want to check it. I just want to run some tests and I just want to take a look at it. Um, and I was just reminded. Yep, got to got to keep working. Got to got to keep fighting for hell. Got to got to stay on the right track. Got to eat another salad. Got to eat some more broccoli. Come on, somebody. Got to drink another glass of water. And I have to and I have to love myself enough to do that. And I have to love my family enough to do that. And I have to love my calling and my God enough to do that. Life is all about priorities. Your life is going to look like your priorities. Your life does look like your priorities. So work on priorities. Work on it every day. Fight for it. Do whatever it takes to get your priorities in order. Mm. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. It's not about perfection. It's about priorities. It's not about never making mistakes, but it's about staying in the right direction. Man, it'll change your life. 
in Jesus' name. All right, let's work on our priorities this week. Let's get it together. Hope you're having a great summer. I'm praying for you. Believing God with you. Make sure to check out citylightvegas.com forward slash building and uh, check out what, what God is up to in this house. Love you guys so much. We'll see you soon.